Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's call, Why Companies Take the Wrong ERP Software. Sean Wendell will be our speaker for today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software advisory firms. ERP Advisors Group advises mid to large size businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, human capital management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. On today's call, Sean will discuss the key tips to help ensure you don't select the wrong ERP software for your needs. Uh, Sean, I'll pass it on to you if you're ready. Okay, yeah, thanks, Juliet. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for joining today. And... Um, this is definitely a, a, a good topic, something that uh, we try <laughs> every day to not let happen with our clients. Um, so so that's, that's super applicable to what we do. And I thought we would do something a little bit different on this call. Um, you know, sometimes as consultants, I think we um, kind of say the same things over and over, maybe a little bit differently. Um, um, I really took the time to look at four very specific examples that we were involved with, with clients that did pick the wrong software. And um, I really took the time to kind of get to the, the real why that it happened. And so um, I want to share the real whys with you today. But first, what I want to do is just quickly, um, as always, it's always good to define the words, right? What is ERP? We'll do that quickly. What does it mean to pick an ERP? And then uh, thirdly, I'll talk about typical reasons you hear for picking the wrong ERP. And then I'm going to tell you the real reasons why people pick the wrong ERP based on actual examples. Okay. So what is ERP? Enterprise resource planning. I've said this before on other calls. Gartner Group in the 80s came up with this term, which was basically software that automates the entire business from the beginning of the process from receiving inventory or receiving a new project or sales all the way through to the accounting side. When we talk about ERP, we think about it as a philosophical approach to enterprise software across the whole business. So we look at things like what is the best way to automate uh, order to cash, lead to close, procure to pay, um, even the, the, the manage the books um, processes and all the rest of the sub-processes that are involved with a manufacturer, a uh, life sciences firm, a professional services firm, real estate companies. Um, so we look at all of the business processes and try to determine what is the best way to automate those processes with software. So when we say ERP, we're looking across the whole company and even into the value chain of vendors um, and even customers. So we kind of look across the whole thing. So when we say, what is an ERP software package? Yeah, it's a package you go and buy. Now, it might be multiple apps is what I'm trying to say as you look across the business. But typically, there's one main one. Okay, so that's what ERP is. So what does it mean to pick an ERP? Basically, it's, I want to buy that. And you um, are contractually obligated to pay for it. And you also receive the software. Now, receive the software should be in quotes because that really means you can use the software. You have a license to use the software or you have an agreement that you are subscribing to the software. So basically, 
when you think about picking software, it really is going through the contracting process and saying, that's the one I want, and here's the agreement that I'm going to abide by, and here's my cash to do it, whether you pay up front or over time. So good. With with that kind of definitions and the context out of the way, um, here's the typical reasons you hear for picking the wrong ERP software. So um, the team fell for a slick sales pitch is the first one. Oh, the salespeople said they could do it. And um, then we bought the software and then we implemented it and it couldn't. Ah, right. We hear that sometimes. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I can see it. And, and we've seen some examples of that for sure. Um, but, but it kind of pushes the responsibility onto the salesperson and not on the buyer. So I don't like that one. That's kind of an excuse, um, frankly. So you hear that and, and certainly can think of instances of it. But again, if you start decomposing the real why, mm, that doesn't quite make sense because um, people that are choosing software, they're responsible for sometimes hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in purchase decisions. So uh, to blame it on um, the the savvy salesperson or the slick salesperson, no, that, that's not a real reason. So another reason that, that you hear on why we picked the wrong software is we didn't get buy-in from the stakeholders. So um, we just went out and picked what we thought was best, and then we implemented it. And then the stakeholders, which could be end users or they could be super high-level executives in other divisions, just didn't support it. I've seen instances of that for sure, but um, okay, that's also shifting the blame, frankly, from you didn't get the buy-in from the stakeholders in advance. So you can't really say, oh, we implemented the software and the stakeholders didn't buy into it. Uh, yeah, well, that's again kind of your responsibility. This is kind of like the tough love call. I have two teenagers, so we're having a lot of these tough love discussions right now. So I'm sharing that apparently with you guys. But um, but that's another reason, the typical reason you hear, which still doesn't quite equate. There's like something else going on. <clears throat> the third thing that, that you may hear, too, is that, oh, we picked the wrong software because we didn't truly understand the requirements. Maybe the vendor didn't really understand our requirements, and so we went live and the software didn't support us. Again, I've seen it. Again, there's companies that have gone through this and even companies, um, even local to Denver, that have gone bankrupt because they've said they implemented the software and it didn't support their needs. Um, okay, but it's sort of like, um, you know, you bought the software and then it doesn't do what you wanted it to do, kind of like shame on you for, for implementing it. I hate to say that, but it's really true. So that reason doesn't even make sense. Um, and then the other thing that, that we hear, the fourth typical reason we hear for picking the wrong ERP software is we went with the cheapest option. So a, a company may say, or some executives may say, oh, you know what, we just, we, budget is tight. Let's just go with the cheapest software, the one that's the lowest cost. And so they negotiate in between two vendors and they get the lowest one and they go with that option. Then they go through the implementation and they go live and it blows up. Oh, well, the reason why is because we went with the cheapest option. Mm -mm. That's still not the real reason. So so those four reasons of of picking the wrong software, of fell, fell for the slick sales pitch, didn't get buy-in from the stakeholders, didn't truly understand the requirements, and went with the cheapest option, I don't buy those reasons, to be totally honest with you. 
Um, what 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 we see in all of those examples is the client, so the person who's responsible for the decision. It always needs to be ultimately one person who makes the recommendation and says, this is the app we're going to go with. Now, there can be a team of people that are working with that individual, and that person needs to listen to what the team says, and they need to observe and understand what's happening. But let's just say that person happens to be you. Um, you really want to make sure that you fully have responsibility and take responsibility for the decision of picking software. The four reasons I just listed, frankly, are not, they're indicators of a person not taking responsibility. That's the biggest thing. So watch out for that. But, but what I also did in preparation for this call is I thought about four clients and some of the things I just mentioned were kind of discussed as to why they had selected the wrong software. But when I really, 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 really dug into it, we call it pulling the string. Like, what's the real why behind this? Um, there were four things that came up that if you're the person that's going to be choosing software, you have got to watch out for these things because these are the real reasons why people choose the wrong software. So the first one is, and we have two clients um, that have engaged us to pick implementation partners, but when we've looked at their software, we've questioned if it's the right software. So the first one is take an upgrade of their existing ERP, which was wrong in the first place. So in particular, we're working with a client right now that was on an app that probably was okay for them to get on originally when they were a quarter the size that they are now. Even then, had we been involved, we probably wouldn't have gone in the direction that they're on, but fine, now they're on it. And the vendor has said, look, you're on an old version. You have technical performance issues with your app. We understand that. We'll give you the upgrade with the software for free. And then all you have to do is pay for the implementation cost. So they basically chose a new application because it was free. That's a hell of a deal, honestly, right? Because this stuff's expensive. But when we look at the, the longevity of that product and we look at the software vendors in the market, which it's a declining product, it's, it's kind of reached its maturity and it's kind of going into that decline, honestly, in terms of kind of a product life cycle. We've had a hard time finding really good vendors to support the client. Now we've gone back to the client and the client said, look, if, um, if you think this is the wrong product, you know, tell me. Um, and, and I basically said, well, not only will we tell you, but if you continue on the project and we know it's the wrong software, we're, we're going to stop our engagement because we can't help you if we know you're on the wrong software. So we've determined that the app is okay, that it will work for them really to get them through a transition period that, that they're trying to get through. And then we know in about two years, they're going to have to get on to something else. So the key thing there, the first reason, the real reason why people pick the wrong ERP is because they just take the upgrade of their existing ERP, which was wrong in the first place. Now, the second thing 
um, that comes into play here. Um, let me just tell you what it is. So there's a guy or a gal, whoever's in charge, who loves the app and convinces everyone else it's the best when it really isn't. So you'll see this where people kind of become, you know, they're, they're very enthusiastic about the application. And they usually were involved in the implementation in years prior. And they really kind of, you just get the sense that you're like, man, that gal, she really thinks her job's like totally dependent on this software app. And sometimes that's true, but oftentimes it's not true. But you'll see these people that are trying to really sell everybody that a particular application is right when in actuality, it's not the right application. So um, at the end of the day, though, um, you kind of have this like zealot who's saying, um, you know, pick any application in the market. This is the right thing. And this is it worked before. And it, we're going to do the upgrade and it's going to work in the future. And, you know, I can make it work and I can lead the project and, 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 you know, the maybe the senior executive team, the leadership's like, OK, fine. You know, this guy's done a good job before. This guy did a great job in the past. They're going to be able to make it go right. Um, but but then you, as you get through the project, the person is the person's knowledge of that the application is right. That's not enough. <laughs> like the application actually does have to meet exactly what the company needs, not just this person. Um, we love it very honestly when there is an individual at a business at, at our clients that says, you know, I'm fully backing the software. Like we actually look for that. It's actually one of our requirements, honestly, when we go into an implementation is that there's a person that says, I'm going to make this go right for the project. But when that, when that person is overzealous, if you will, where it's almost like a religious discussion, like, oh, we have to do this, we have to do this, that's when you know it definitely is going to go bad. I don't care what the app is. Um, they're just not willing to kind of see outside the, the box that they're in. Um, and it could lead to a major, major, major failure. The client I'm thinking of in particular, actually, they're not a client. They're a parent of one of our clients right now. They had made an acquisition of a company um, that was running a specific application. And um, the people there at that, at that uh, location were, were so remnant about how wonderful this product was that corporate heard that. And they said, oh, well, why don't we just pluck some of the key guys from the the local, the subsidiary location and bring you up to headquarters and you can roll that application out across headquarters. Like, great. Yeah, this is great. The person wanted the opportunity. It was a cool opportunity. Um, and so then they started implementing it and it's not going so well. And, and that's because this person didn't, wasn't really willing to look and say, oh, corporate has completely different requirements than the local shop does. Um, so maybe that wasn't the right app. So just look out for people that are like super enthusiastic about the product within your company. You kind of got to have a little skeptical eye to say, what's the, what's this, why is this person pushing this app so much? Good. Now, the third real why on why people pick the wrong app is because they pick an app because everyone else, in quotes, um, in their industry uses it. So we worked with a, um, uh, a company recently in the steel industry. And as an industry um, in general, steel is a little less likely to adopt new technologies. And so a lot of the apps that are in the marketplace are kind of based on 
more of a client server framework, you know, more like 1980s, 1990s kind of um, infrastructure. And um, yeah, and there's some customization that these, these vendors have built out for this particular industry. And well, you know, everybody else uses it. So how can you go wrong, right? Well, interestingly, in this example, when, when we actually were engaged to do the selection here, thank goodness, <laughs> um, we took the requirements that the client had and really isolated their industry-specific requirements down to just a few things. Um, basically, it was, you know, purchasing was very straightforward. Their, their revenue cycle was pretty straightforward. Reporting was very straightforward. Um, the way that they measured and cut steel was very unique. So we identified that as an industry-specific requirement, a couple other things like that. And so when we went to the market and started talking to the industry-specific solutions that companies like our client had used, within about three conversations with the top vendors, we're like, there's no way we could do business with these guys. Their development teams are tiny. So now you're worried about long-term viability and you buy this software application and the company goes out of business in several years. We've had that happen before, so we know it happens. Um, their roadmap was very light. They weren't putting a lot of R&D or money into the product because they were trying to just keep the lights on. And even when we talked to some of the customers in the industry, they had problems with the app, like just basic things like reporting, remote accessibility, and some other things that have been handled by all of the modern-day applications. And so we basically eliminated all of the industry-specific solutions and then focused on um, some ERP applications that were more horizontal, I'll say, meaning they work across the verticals or industries. And uh, we picked one that was very horizontal, but very focused on distribution um, and manufacturing, very, very like core functionality to what this client needed. And then we were able to find just a little bolt-on that was an industry-specific part to handle some of the specific things they needed. So our client is the, like one of the first companies in their industry to use this app, but they know that everyone else is actually making a mistake. So it's it's kind of a funny thing when, when you think about taking a leadership position that sometimes you have to be willing to do things different than your colleagues because you just know they're wrong. And, and fortunately, we had a lot of research and very, very objective data to take our clients through that process so that they saw it for themselves and realized choosing an app, picking an app because everyone else in their industry used it was the wrong thing for them to do. Now, um, the last thing I'll talk to, another real why people pick the wrong ERP, um, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, right? Um, there's one company in particular that I think sees this more than others. The person in charge of the selection has a bias against a vendor. So um, we, we had worked with a, um, a software company recently and advised them a little bit on the selection and, and basically kind of told them some things to do in the selection, really just kind of more of a friends and family type project where they said they could do it themselves and got it down to two vendors. And they said, well, what do you think about the two? And basically we said, we don't know. We didn't do the diligence, but in the market, in the industry, you have the right to finalists. So you just have to make the decision on which one you think is the best fit and uh, not just uh, feature function-wise, but also the economics of the deal makes sense, longevity, all that, you know, implementation partner, all that kind of stuff. So they then made a decision to choose the software. 
Well, now, a year later, a year and a half later, they have formally engaged us to go through an entire software selection because they realized they made the wrong decision. And when I went back and really dug under the covers as to the why, they did go with an app that was less expensive. And they said, oh, the board pushed us towards the less expensive route. And they thought, you know, it was only $15,000 less a year. Now, if as a person, if like if I could save $15,000 personally a year, that's a lot of money, right? But for a business that's doing, um, you know, tens of millions of dollars in sales, $15,000 is not a lot. So that wasn't the real reason why. And I kept digging and I kept digging and I kept digging. And it turned out that the CFO years before had implemented a certain application and it went bad and the vendor treated him badly, he thought. And so now that was that same vendor that was trying to sell him software today and and he was he had basically made a, made a decision up earlier in the process where he's like I'm not doing business with those guys again they screwed me last time or whatever it was, um, and unfortunately that app was the right one that he should have gone with so he went with the other one um, and um, as it turned out um, then like I said they had to kind of come back to us later and uh, we were able to kind of help them through that process but they're going to basically end up with the app that he felt um, caused him problems in the past but because we did a diligent process he saw how we could manage that and not be a victim to it again. So those are the four real whys um, in going and really dissecting some recent client experiences on why people pick the wrong app. And those again are take an upgrade of their existing ERP, which was wrong in the first place. Um, there's a person who loves the app and convinces everyone else it's the best for them when it really isn't. Um, they pick an application because everyone else in their industry uses it. And then the person in charge of the selection just has a bias. So watch out for those four factors. Um, and again, don't fall for the slick sales pitches and make sure you get buy-in from the stakeholders. And for heaven's sakes, please understand your requirements before you buy anything, especially what could be hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars of ERP. And don't just go with the cheapest option because it's like furniture. You get what you buy, although I do love IKEA. Um, so those are some reasons why, again, kind of straight from the heart uh, to you all on why um, companies pick the wrong ERP software. And hopefully after hearing uh, this webcast and being part of this uh, conference call, you will not do that. As always, give us a call if we can help you out. Juliet, back to you. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. That's a lot of great information. Um, thank you, everyone, again, for joining us for today's call. As Sean said, please let us know if you have any questions. Um, we're happy to help. Our next call is November 13th, do's and don'ts for your ERP selection. In this next, excuse me, next edition of the ERP Advisor, we will discuss tips that will help increase success with your ERP software selection. Please go to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com, for more details and to register. Thank you again.